Welcome, listeners, to our bonus episode review of Tenet. Bonus review time, Hendo. What was the last movie we had a bonus review of? Mulan. Mulan! Okay, that wasn't that long ago, was it? <laughs> yeah, but before that, it was Bloodshot. Oh, God, did we actually do a separate episode on that? Yes, we did. Ugh. It was very quick. We basically told everyone how shit it was and then moved on. But we're talking about Tenet today. One of these bullets is like us. Travelling forwards through time. The other one's going backwards. Can you tell which is which? How about now? Why does it feel so strange? You're not shooting the bullet. You're catching it. Whoa. So, Tenet, released finally this year. Uh, took us a little while to get to it since uh, our cinemas were shut down for longer than usual. Uh, I think we're the only part in Australia, maybe even the world. Longer than usual? Yeah, like compared to Austra- the rest of Australia, Victorians didn't get uh, cinemas opened up for uh, a little while longer. So that's why our review of this is coming later. Now, obviously directed by Christopher Nolan. Starring John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth Debicki, Kenneth Brunner. Do you have a plot for us, Dean? I mean, do you want me to read the one on IMDb or try and actually tell you what happens in this film? No, why don't you give us your plot summary? My plot summary is, obviously spoiler free. Yes. A spy is tasked with uh, looking into something called Tenet, which he has no idea what it's about, but it's like saving the world type stuff. Um... Yeah, that's about all I'll say. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, okay. What, what is there to say? Like, everyone knows. Like, yeah. it's not a spoiler to say there's there's backwards stuff in this film, is it? Inversion, I believe the word is called. Inversion. People go backwards. Things go backwards in this film. Things yeah. go forward. It looks cool. Have you seen the trailer for this? Yeah, saw the trailer plenty of times before I saw the film. How does the trailer uh, compare spoiler-wise? I mean, you can't, like, you have no idea what's going on. All you see is all the cool backwards stuff. You're like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. I've got no idea what it's about, but can't wait to see it. No, no, no. The trailer, not the film hando. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's well, let's get into it, Dean. <laughs> what, what did you think of Tenet? Spoiler free, of course. We'll talk spoilers uh, later on in the episode. Yeah, I've watched this film more than once. Uh, what did I think of it? I want, I want so badly to love it, Hendo. I really, I was so excited. I watched it and I wanted to love it. And I don't, but I wasn't sure though. Like I, I, I watched it and I was like, wow, that is, that's something. And I wasn't sure what it was. So mm-hmm. I watched it again and then maybe even a third time. And I watched YouTube videos on like explanations. I've looked at graphs and pictures and all that shit. And I still got no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. What, what about you? How did you find this? Okay, I watched it once so far. I I heard some uh, discussions about this that maybe it's better to watch this with some subtitles considering there's a lot of uh, – di- it's a very dialogue-heavy movie, lots of uh, exposition, very dense. So I did do that. I, I didn't go and see this at the cinema. I, I did manage to catch it once it came available to us uh, at home. So I popped it on, popped the subtitles on, and – I, I didn't mind it. It's definitely lower-tier Nolan out of all of these films. It is incredibly dense. There's a lot of stuff that still went over my head. I tried to follow it as much as possible by you know basically reading exactly what they're talking about. I got some things. I missed some things. 
the like the effects and the way the inversion works, the backwardsness of the whole film, I think is handled like great. There, I think it's one of the best things about the film. Obviously, I don't think you can, I don't think you can disagree with that, can you? No, I think the here's a problem with this film. It looks phenomenal. Like this is a Christopher Nolan film. This is like it's like Inception without so much good stuff. It's like he tried to make another Inception and just maybe aim too high. So I think what the, what the biggest problem with this film is, aside from the fact that it is, I feel like it, it is too complicated. Like there is such a thing. Like I, I can understand why a lot of people who just go watch this for as an entertainment sort of you know aspect. Well, let's go watch you know a fun movie with you know the things I've seen in the trailer. That's going to look good. And they're going to have no idea what's going on. They're going to be confused. They're going to walk out of that cinema going. I have no idea what was going on. That was terrible. I can see that. And in a way, I did too. I'm like, I, I just realized, I just think there's too much going on here for me to fully comprehend this whole movie. And in doing that, me taking a lot of my time to focus on this movie's plot and all the things that are coming up, all the exposition that's being you know, flowing at you this whole film, there's, there's no characters in this film. There's no time for these people. They, they call the, the protagonist the protagonist. Like, is that not the driest character name ever? They didn't even give him a name. There's no there's no real heavy motivation or character development with these people. They're just, these are the people in the film, and they're going to explain to you what this film is about and what is happening in their very intellectual way. Yeah, I, I agree. There, there's basically no character development. Uh, I mean, pretty similar to Dunkirk, uh, let's be honest. The... You know, the appeal of Dunkirk is the visual and, um, you know, audio medium that we're watching here. Can, it's I, can not I just about say, I, 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 think, I think the difference between this and Dunkirk is with Dunkirk, that's sort of set as a group disaster. Like, this is everyone encapsulated in that war that's going on. Like, having it focus on one single person as would make it... I think it would uh, have less impact as opposed to watch, looking at it as the entire group being like you know sitting on that beach waiting for you know trying to get trying to get home, and I think having that as the the every man making it in every group, I think that's a little bit different to this where you where you should be focusing on these you know four to five characters and having some development with these people so that when they actually go out onto their you know individual missions or they're going through doing all this inversion stuff their spy missions. There's, some, there's something that you really care about. I mean, who gets the most character development here? Would it be Elizabeth Debicki? I, I think so. I think she might be getting the only character development. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. That was rather generous of me. It is, I mean, the, calling the main character the protagonist, like it's not like, you know, Fight Club's the narrator where there's an actual purpose to it. You know, like there really is, like, I don't get why it's I am the protagonist. It's like, um, I mean... Is he is Nolan just trying to go for cool now and somewhat missing the mark? Yeah, I, I guess I can agree with that. But the thing is, he's never really like he's never really told to us that his name is the protagonist. It's just he's, is he actually is he actually labeled the protagonist in the film, or is it just us having to go halfway through the film like what is this guy's name and then look it up on IMDb? Oh, he's called the protagonist. He calls himself the protagonist. I mean, he does, but not in the way that he, that's his name. Like, he, he calls himself in this story, I am the protagonist. Not like, hey, my name's the protagonist. I mean, who would ever say that sentence, my name is the protagonist? Why can't they just call him, like, John? Just give him something? Yeah, it, it 
It, it literally makes no sense. Whereas you got a character, another character in this film where it actually might have made sense to not have a name. But we'll get into that in spoilers. Yeah, we will. I must say though, I I I, I do I do want to watch this film again because I did have a I did have a decent understanding of what was going on. I just would like to watch it again to get more of an understanding about it. And it is it's a film that is so lavish in its visual effects and its, you know, and its presence when you're watching it that I wouldn't mind watching it. And I must say, like, this film goes for nearly two and a half hours. It didn't feel like two and a half hours for me. It was, I felt like it was kind of a breezy movie. Yeah, I disagree. It definitely dragged. The last act actually dipped pretty heavily for me, which is never a good sign. Uh, but what you say about, like, visually, the the set pieces, the action set pieces are fantastic. They are so, so good. So you say the last act dipped for you. I'd actually think that like the first third, maybe the first act for me, like was really extensive and long and ultimately led to a lot of nothing. I, I think the second act really, really was strong, was really strong. Oh, the second act is clearly the best, but that, are oh. you saying the opening scene in the opera house didn't no, do it no, for no, you. no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying the lead up to. Okay, we're gonna get, we're getting very close to spoilers in this. So, okay, why don't we just, why don't we just ease off on this? Let's just give our quick rating, and then we'll head into spoilers. What, what do you, what do you give this film, Dean? I mean, I'm, I'm honestly debating my score, uh, but the simple fact that I've watched this basically three times now, I've watched a lot on it, I've gone on Reddit with it, and honestly, I, I, I want to watch it again. Like I, I do, and I will watch it again. I can't only give it three stars. I'm going three and a half stars because whilst it has many, many flaws, it's just so damn interesting. Yeah, okay. I think the only big key flaw in this film is the lack of character development. But I think in terms of the story, I was able to follow enough. The visuals are astounding. For me, at this point, after one watch, it is a strong three and a half for me. And I could see it's got a better chance of going up to a four than a three on a rewatch. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. All right. Let's uh, let's go hit that spoiler button and, and get into it, shall we, Dean? After this, there is no turning back. I strongly recommend caution. So what I was talking about was in that first act when he is essentially going from person to person and they're, and they're discussing this painting. He's trying to you know organize this painting to go find Kenneth Branagh's character, and I'm just waiting for the inversion stuff to happen. I'm like, come on, let's get into you know the ultimately the big meat of this film. Like they t- they start talking about the artifact and what Branagh's purpose is in this film and what he's attempting to do. But the lead up to that, when they before they get to Branagh. And when that all starts to happen, I, I was just sitting there going, okay, I'm actually getting super confused as to what the purpose of his mission is here or what he's trying to do. It's only when Branda shows up and they start talking about everything else that it starts to become a bit clearer. And especially when you get to the second act, when they finally do the inversion and everything wraps around on itself, especially when you get to the point where it turns out that he was fighting himself. I didn't even think that was a thing. You didn't think something was up when no, uh, I didn't even Robert think. Pattinson off screen, like pulls off this guy's mask and off screen you don't see it and he just lets him go. I thought, I thought, hundred percent. I was like, that's either uh, Robert Pattinson or John David Washington. Hundred. I didn't even think anything. I didn't even think anything about it because I think I was too busy trying to figure out what the hell was going on in the in the plot itself. So when they finally got back to that point, and I'm like, oh, that's so good. I didn't even think of that. And then a couple of seconds later, I'm like, that's what happened with Pattinson when he pulled, like, when you see him pull the mask off off screen. I'm like, that's what he's doing. I wasn't even thinking about any of that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was. I didn't realize. Did you like the opera scene? You keep sort of breezing over that. Oh no, I thought that was fine. I thought it was a good start to it. They def- that's what you, know, you ease into the inversion. There you see the 
the the bullet hole go backwards. And I thought at that point, when I thought that they were going to go way back to that in the third act, and think, and I was thinking that at that point, I thought, okay, that's Robert Pattinson that he's done that. He's he's been he's been involved in this the entire time. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's when I started to think that was the case. But I really thought, I really hoped that they went back to that op- opera house in the uh, the third act. As like f- as a full wraparound of a film. Yeah, it, pro- it probably would have been a bit boring though. But you didn't even like the third act at the moment. No, I didn't. And I think if we'd gone act one, act two, and then a revisit of act one, I think, I think that would have been worse than something different. So what was your issue with the uh, third act? It's just fucking boring, and I couldn't follow it. Like I legit so that first time viewing, I struggled so much with what the hell was going on with. I don't know, the gates and the keys and who's dying and, like, is there any actual, like, stakes here? I was like, yeah, okay, this person's dying, but they're still alive here. And I was doing my research, and honestly, some of the research I did just made me so much more confused. Because at one point in time, there's, like, fucking four versions of Neil. And I'm just like, what? Like, even now, (laughs) even now, I'm just like, how is that even possible? I don't know. I really wish that they did more to explain that. The way that they throw that out right at the very end in that last scene where he's like, yeah, by the way, I did this and this and this. Okay, I'm going to go to this by. It's like, a what? Wish they had some sort of maybe looking at a little bit of flashbacks or something here where you see him creeping around the corner doing this bit or that bit. Like a, like a Kobayashi style uh, kind of you know, reveal. It wouldn't have been yeah. terrible, honestly. But I, I, I like the moment where um, they first meet or when we see uh, John David Washington first meet Robert Pattinson. And they do the the drinks order, and Robert yeah. Pattinson like tells him what he actually likes and doesn't like, which I didn't think was odd. But I, I, yeah, that was that was good. Did you like the like the performances? What did you make of John David Washington? I think he's fine. I think he's a suave kind of guy. He he does he does well in a you know spy leading role kind of way. I think it was good. The problem I have with him is he just doesn't have the screen presence that someone like a DiCaprio does. And I think this film, like it really, it did stand out for me. And neither does Robert Pattinson, I'll say either. Like a lot of people are fawning over Neil in this. And I was like, he's good, but you know, he's not Tom Hardy good. (laughs) I mean, you've compared this to Inception many times already. How can you not compare this film to Inception? I tried not to. I mean, it's... (laughs) It's Inception light, whilst at, Inception the same, light. <laughs> whilst at the same time being an extreme version of it. <laughs> yeah, it's light in the areas that needed to be better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much I can really uh, give a, a full-fledged opinion about this without having to go watch it again and getting a better idea of this entire film because there's so much that just went straight over my head even though I was just really trying to keep my focus. Did, did things start to get better for you as you went along on different views? Eh, I guess. I mean, I want to watch it again. So, what does that tell you? Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like that's what I thought after. Like there was a lot there, and I feel like if I watch it again, I may not get any more out of it. But I, I just want to watch it again. I really, oh. really wanted to watch it again. You'll get more out of it. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. we didn't we didn't mention the possibility that Neil is actually uh, Elizabeth Debicki's son, Max. Yeah, I saw a little theory about that. I mean, that's there's nothing in the film to ever indicate that. This is all fan theories outside of the movie. I agree, but it's it's such a it's such a massive theory. Like someone at work saw this and you know, after the weekend I was like, Oh, what'd you think? They literally like first sentence started talking about this, like, oh and they talked about it like it was true. And I was like, Whoa, 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 that's that's I don't agree with it. But do you see what I mean? Like, why not? Why not take away Neil's character's name? Imagine if he didn't have a name, 
Like, wouldn't that be like... And But John David Washington did. Wouldn't it be like, well, why didn't they ever refer to him? Like, maybe there's something there. I mean, there's a lot that, you know, may not add up time-wise because, yeah. you know, it's super boring being Neil in that situation or Max in that situation. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I don't buy it, but it is an interesting theory. And that's all it'll be, a theory. Yeah, but that will do it for our bonus episode review of Tenet. I'm sure we might do a bigger review down the track of, you know, once we maybe knock out a Nolan series one day. Dean, what do you reckon? I mean, it's going to happen one day. Maybe it's already happened. (laughs) I I don't even think that's how it works. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you very much, everyone, for checking out this episode. And we'll see you soon for seven. Bye. Bye.